Hey, this is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. I am back. We are still talking about the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. And today we're going to be going some more in depth on that interview. Um, I encourage you to watch it, to listen to it in its entirety so that you can understand what's really going on and why Russia is doing what it is doing. So let's get into this now. At this point, we're going to pick up where Vladimir Putin is talking about. He's still talking about the history. He's still trying to get Tucker to see the importance of the history of Ukraine and how they were formed. So let's pick it up here. Ukraine won't be in the NATO, you know. I say, I don't know. I know you agreed in 2008. Why won't you agree in the future? Well, they pressed us then. I say, why won't they press you tomorrow? And you'll agree again. Well, it's nonsensical. Who's there to talk to? I just don't understand. We're ready to talk. But with whom? Where are the guarantees? None. So just to remind you, Tucker had asked the question, who did you talk to about Ukraine not being in NATO? Who did you go to? And Putin is responding to this in a way that's very clear, very pointed. <clears throat> and he's saying, these people, meaning us, the United States, have lied to him before. He sought to be a part of the club before, and they told him no. So even though they guaranteed him that they were not going to have Ukraine going to NATO, they still kept pushing in other areas and redrawing the borders. So this is very important to understand what he's saying and why he's laying out this history. And for all of you people who still believe he's a warmonger and he's trying to destroy the entire world, you can see that the only thing he's concerned about is making sure that Ukraine does not become a part of NATO. Why is this important? Why, why would this be a key thing for him? Because this puts NATO forces, it puts the ability for NATO to drop troops into Ukraine and march straight into Russia. There's a buffer that's there now, and that buffers, uh, you know, because Ukraine is there. The, the problem with this whole situation is that the United States, and it's been proven, um, we've talked about this in other broadcasts, it's been proven that the United States did a regime change in different places around the world, and Ukraine was one of those places. And see, this is, this is the whole story of what's going on here, because when you understand that we took out leadership inside of Ukraine that was friendly to Ukraine, and replaced them with a leadership that wasn't friendly to Ukraine and also had the neo-Nazi uh, subgroup a part of them that started killing the Russians and started taking the Russian language out of Ukraine, this is when things became to be a problem. Not so much for Putin, but for the people that was there saying, hey, you guys need to do something about this. This isn't what we signed up for. So listen very carefully. So they started to develop the territory of Ukraine. 
Whatever is there, I have told you the background, how this territory developed, what kind of relations there were with Russia. Every second or third person there has always had some ties with Russia. And during the elections in already independent, sovereign Ukraine, which gained its independence as a result of the Declaration of Independence, and by the way, it says that Ukraine is a neutral state, and in 2008, suddenly the doors or gates to NATO were open to it. Oh, come on. This is not how we agreed. That's right. Now, all the presidents that have come to power in Ukraine, they relied on electorate with a good attitude to Russia in one way or the other. This is the southeast of Ukraine. This is a large number of people. And it was very difficult to dissuade this electorate, which had a positive attitude towards Russia. Viktor Yanukovych came to power and how? The first time he won after President Kuchma, they organized a third round, which is not provided for in the constitution of Ukraine. This is a coup d'etat. Just imagine, someone in the United States wouldn't like the outcome. In 2014? Before that. No, this was before that. After President Kuchma, Viktor Yanukovych won the elections. See, and this is kind of my heartburn with uh, Tucker Carlson. He threw out a number there just to be throwing out a number and did not know what he was talking about. He should have known the history. If, if you're going to go talk to the Russian president, the Russian premier, you need to know what you're talking about. You need to be able to, to state unequivocally, without a doubt, facts. If not, be quiet. Be quiet, listen, and learn. And this is the thing that I, that I believe the most, that we, we lost because we did not get the opportunity to hear without the comments, the looks, the, the different snide remarks that um, Tucker had for Vladimir Putin that, that we just didn't need. We just needed him to get at the real truth of why we're here. Because we're not getting this from the American press right now. However, his opponents did not recognize that victory. The U.S. supported the opposition and the third round was scheduled. What is this? This is a coup. The U.S. supported it and the winner of the third round came to power. Imagine if in the U.S. something was not to someone's liking and the third round of election, which the U.S. Constitution does not provide for, was organized. Nonetheless, it was done in Ukraine. Okay, Viktor Yushchenko, who was considered a pro-Western politician, came to power. Fine, we have built relations with him as well. He came to Moscow with visits. We visited Kiev. I visited too. We met in an informal setting. If he's pro-Western, so be it. It's fine, let people do their job. The situation should have developed inside the independent Ukraine itself. As a result of Kuchma's leadership, things got worse and Viktor Yanukovych came to power after all. Maybe he wasn't the best president and politician, I don't know. I don't want to give assessments. However, the issue of the association with the EU came up. We have always been lenient to this, suit yourself. 
But when we read through the Treaty of Association, it turned out to be a problem for us, since we had a free trade zone and open customs borders with Ukraine, which under this association had to open its borders for Europe, which could have led to flooding of our market. We said, no, this is not going to work. We shall close our borders with Ukraine then. The customs borders, that is. Yanukovych started to calculate how much Ukraine was going to gain, how much to lose, and said to his European partners, I need more time to think before signing. The moment he said that, the opposition began to take destructive steps, which were supported by the West. It all came down to Maidan and a coup in Ukraine. So he did more trade with Russia than with the EU. Ukraine did. Of course. It's not even the matter of trade volume, although for the most part it is. It is the matter of cooperation size, which the entire Ukrainian economy was based on. The cooperation size between the enterprises were very close since the times of the Soviet Union. One enterprise there used to produce components to be assembled both in Russia and Ukraine and vice versa. They used to be very close ties. A coup d'etat was committed, although I shall not delve into details now, as I find doing it inappropriate, the US told us. Calm Yanukovych down and we will calm the opposition. Let the situation unfold in the scenario of a political settlement. We said all right, agreed, let's do it this way. As the Americans requested, Yanukovych did use neither the armed forces nor the police, Yet the armed opposition committed a coup in Kiev. What is that supposed to mean? Who do you think you are? I wanted to ask the then US leadership. With the backing of whom? With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. We should thank God they didn't let you in. Although, it is a serious organization. I understand. My former vis-a-vis -vis in the sense that I served in the first main directorate, Soviet Union's intelligence service. <laughs> now this is funny. This is kind of like the little little swipe head tucker because he, he said they didn't let you in. The CIA. The CIA didn't let you in. These are the ones who were in charge of what was going on. So I want you to get a picture of what's what's going on here. They had elections three times in U in Ukraine. I believe he said it was 2008. In those in in the sec second elections, the United States wasn't happy with the results. They were pushing for this person to be put on there. So they told Russia, "We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna force the issue and have a third third election." Russia said, "Fine, we'll have the third election." They had the third election. They got the person in, the United States got the person in that they wanted to get in. So when they got this person in, this person started being unfriendly to Russia. This person that was going on, this, this person, so Russia started being aware of if, if this goes on the way that they want it to, this is going to, again, make Ukraine totally open, anybody can walk in and out. So the border between Russia and Ukraine, Vladimir Putin said, if you do this, we're going to close the border because we need to protect our people. 
We don't want people just walking in and out of Russia because we don't have any relationship with those people. We have a relationship with you. We have trade agreements with you. So we're, whatever you do now, I'm, we're not telling you what to do, but whatever you do is going to affect our trade. So at that particular time, Ukraine and Russia had strong trade agreements, strong trade relations, and these relations were, were threatened. So the United States got mad again, started another coup. And this is, this is where we're coming up into, I believe it's 2014, that he's talking about. Now, Tucker Carlson throws out some dumb, uh, dumb little comments, dumb little statements about, you know, sometimes he's just, he's just too much. So let's, let's continue on. They have always been our opponents. A job is a job. Technically, they did everything right. They achieved their goal of changing the government. However, from a political standpoint, it was a colossal mistake. Surely it was political leadership's miscalculation. They should have seen what it would evolve into. So, in 2008, the doors of NATO were opened for Ukraine. In 2014, there was a coup, they started persecuting those who did not accept the coup, and it was indeed a coup. They created a threat to Crimea, which we had to take under our protection. They launched the war in Donbas in 2014 with the use of aircraft and artillery against civilians. This is when it all started. There is a video of aircraft attacking Donetsk from above. See, and Russia took the hit for this because they, the, the United States and the world tried to make Russia look like they were the ones who was, who was at fault. So if, if you look at all of these little pieces, these little domino things, Ukraine got uh, Crimea and started torturing and harassing and persecuting the Christians that was in Crimea, the Russians that was in Crimea, anyone who was not a part of the Nazi party inside of Ukraine was being harassed and persecuted. Same situation, same story. Crimea said, hey, this isn't right. They're trying to take away our Russian uh, beliefs. They're trying to keep us from speaking Russian. You know, they're bringing in these neo-Nazi uh, torture crews that are, that are harassing us. Help. Help. It's, 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 it's very, very simple. It's very plain to see what has happened. And if this was the United States, if this was Puerto Rico, the United States would be right down there trying to help Puerto Rico. If someone was trying to invade them, take them over. Very similar situation, but the, the, the dirtiness of some of the leadership in our country, led by the Antichrist spirit, is why we are here where we're at today. They launched a large-scale military operation, then another one. When they failed, they started to prepare the next one. All this against the background of military development of this territory and opening of NATO's doors. At NATO peace. How could we not express concern over what was happening? From our side, this would have been a culpable negligence. That's what it would have been. It's just that the U.S. political leadership pushed us to the line we could not cross, because doing so could have ruined Russia itself.
Besides, we could not leave our brothers in faith, in fact, a part of Russian people in the face of this war machine. Did you hear what he said? We could not leave our brothers in faith. You, you, you hear Putin talking about this, and I think this is important to, to bring out. When I originally started doing the, the research on Crimea, there were Christian artifacts, relics, museums, um, everything in the world that was tied to, I believe it's the, the Greek, no, it's the Russian Orthodox Church that were being destroyed. They were being destroyed because they were being destroyed by the Nazis that were trying to take over Crimea. And I said at this point in time, I said, I said, this is strange. Why is Russia, who's supposed to be atheistic in nature and not concerned about religion and not concerned about God, that's when it started falling into place for me. They had a revival in Russia, Medvedev, Putin. A lot of the people who had the old ways and the old mindsets changed 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 the interior part of the country so again i go back to uh the other parts where vladimir putin is saying hey you know we're part of the family now we're christian based we're christian oriented you know let us be a part of the club the united states big forgiving christian united states said no you can't what is this and I really want you to think about this because if you talk to anybody now, I remember going to school and I remember, uh, you know, Russia, was, it, it was always Russia was the devil. Russia was evil. And, you know, it was just implanted and drilled inside of our, our, our psyche, inside of our being. And it, it just doesn't, it didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. You know, they have the... Uh, the, 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 there's, there's something wrong here. And for people in the church, let me go to the church. For people in the church to preach forgiveness and we want to open the, uh, open the Bible up to every culture and every nation, here's Russia saying, yes, we want this. We want your God. We already believe in your God. We've already accepted and, 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 and we're doing, we're doing the Christian thing. I hate to sound like that, but this, you know, we're doing the Christian thing. And none of us accept them? A small, teeny, tiny portion of the United States Christian community accepts them? We, we, where is our forgiveness at? So, so none of this makes any sense when you look at it from the perspective of the old school United States versus Russia. I, I, I read you uh, many speeches from Putin where he said, you know, we are not the way we used to be. We acknowledge the wrongs that, we, that our country, that Lenin and Stalin did in, um, I can't think of the name of it, but the Crime, there, was a, there was a Crimean group that was heavily persecuted. They, they did things to make things right. You can never make anything right 
completely right, but they they made an effort to try to make things right to those people groups that were that were persecuted by Stalin and by Lenin. They don't get a pass. They don't get a thank you. They don't get at least you tried. And this is this is my heartburn with with the black culture today, because the black culture today, white people can never ever be forgiven for slavery. There's the. I, that just blows my mind. And it's the black Christians who have the most hatred for white people and continuously teach this hatred for white people. The black Christians. So so I understand the mindset you know that the United States and, and the people of the United States have against Russia because I see it within the black community versus the white community. White people ain't thinking about the stuff that you know, the old, <laughs> I heard, <laughs> y'all, oh my God, Mr. Mays passed away. He said, you can't handkerchief head <laughs> bleep, but it, it's the mentality. It's the, the mentality has got to change for the church. The mentality has got to change for the American people. We, we just do not see how big of a deal this is. What was the so? But that was eight years before the current conflict started. So, what was the trigger for you? What was the moment where you decided he just told you, had you Tucker to do this? He just told you what the trigger was. Initially, it was the coup in Ukraine that provoked the conflict. By the way, back then the representatives of three European countries, Germany, Poland and France, arrived. They were the guarantors of the signed agreement between the government of Yanukovych and the opposition. They signed it as guarantors. Despite that, the opposition committed a coup and all these countries pretended that they didn't remember that they were guarantors of the peaceful settlement. They just threw it in the stove right away and nobody recalls that. You hear that? Those three countries said that there wouldn't be any problems. Promised Russia that there wouldn't be any problems. And they reneged. They reneged on that. I don't know if the U.S. know anything about the agreement between the opposition and the authorities and its three guarantors who, instead of bringing this whole situation back in the political field, supported the coup. Although it was meaningless, believe me, because President Yanukovych agreed to all conditions, he was ready to hold an early election which he had no chance of winning, frankly speaking. Everyone knew that. Then why the coup? Why the victims? Why threatening Crimea? Why launching an operation in Donbas? This I do not understand. That is exactly what the miscalculation is. CIA did its job to complete the coup. I think one of the deputy secretaries of state said that it cost a large sum of money, almost five billion. Mm. But the political mistake was colossal. Why would they have to do that? All this could have been done legally, without victims, without military action without losing Crimea. We you hear what he was saying? You hear what he was saying? He was concerned about the people. You, you, you're not going to see this on the American press today. You're not going to see 
every little step, everything that they've done to try to make sure that people weren't hurt. This is the man that has been demonized. Would have never considered to even lift a finger if it hadn't been for the bloody developments on Maidan. Because we agreed with the fact that after the collapse of the Soviet Union, our borders should be along the borders of former Union's republics. We agreed to that. But we never agreed to NATO's expansion and, moreover, we never agreed that Ukraine would be in NATO. We did not agree to NATO bases there without any discussion with us. For decades we kept asking, don't do this, don't do that. And what triggered the latest events? Firstly, the current Ukrainian leadership declared that it would not implement the Minsk agreements, which had been signed, as you know, after the events of 2014 in Minsk, where the plan of peaceful settlement in Donbas was set forth. But no, the current Ukrainian leadership, foreign minister, all other officials and then president himself said that they don't like anything about the Minsk agreements. In other words, they were not going to implement it. So how would you feel if you went, put a treaty together, laid out your lines, this is what we want, you can have this, we'll give you that, we'll do this, and then the people who signed the treaty, shake your hand, have the big party, come back and say, no, we're not going to do that. We're not, we're not going to do that. This is the position that Vladimir Putin has been put in by the leadership, the coup leadership that has taken over Ukraine. L listen very carefully at what he's saying. A year or a year and a half ago, former leaders of Germany and France said openly to the whole world that they indeed signed the Minsk agreements, but they never intended to implement them. They simply let us... Did you hear that? They never intended to implement them. Now, let me go biblical on you. In the end times, there is a treaty that's going to be signed. It's going to be signed by the false prophet. That treaty is going to be promising peace. Three and a half years of peace. Do you see how these little things are like paralleling themselves? I'm not saying that this is the false prophet, this is a revelation. But I want, I want you to see how these little lies, these little governmental things are going, and they keep building and building and building. So the stage is being set from different countries. Oh, we'll sign a treaty, and then, but they had no intentions on keeping it. The Antichrist has no intentions on keeping the treaty that he's going to make with the world peace. The stuff that's going on with Hamas right now, there is no intentions of them ever having peace with Israel. They just don't they just won't. But it's a whole nother subject. I'm gonna get back to Tucker. By the nose. Was there anyone for you to talk to? Did you call a US President Secretary of State and say if Why you does keep he militarizing to to Ukraine with NATO forces, this is gonna get this is gonna be a we're gonna act. We talked about this all the time. We addressed the United States and European countries' leadership to stop these developments immediately, 
to implement the Minsk agreements. Frankly speaking, I didn't know how we were going to do this, but I was ready to implement them. These agreements were complicated for Ukraine. They included lots of elements of those Donbass territories' independence. That's true. However, I was absolutely confident, and I'm saying this to you now. I honestly believe that if we managed to convince the residents of Donbass, and we had to work hard to convince them to return to the Ukrainian statehood, then gradually the wounds would start to heal. You heard us. They worked hard with the people of Donbass for them to return to Ukraine. Russia was not forcing the issue, saying they had to become a part of Russia. He didn't force the issue with Crimea, saying they had to become a part of Crimea. They went through these Minsk agreements. They had everything settled. These Russians were going to return back to Ukraine. They convinced the people. But the, you remember what I just said? They had no intentions of following this. They had no intentions, not the Russian people that they talked to, but the leadership of Ukraine. No intentions of changing. Can you honestly say, listening at him and his sincerity, Vladimir Putin, that he is trying to be a warmonger? I don't believe he can. I don't believe he can. When history looks back on the United States, when the, when when people look back on the United States in this time period, what are they going to say about us? What are they going to say? It's something to consider. It's something to think about. Because we really, really are on the wrong side of this right now. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I just know in the very bottom of my heart that we need to wake up before we get ourselves into a situation where we're having to fight a war with our with our sons and our daughters. This is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. I know this is heavy. I know this is a lot to think about, but you gotta think about this. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with more on this Tucker Carlson story. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein.
You can thank him later.